Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And the purpose of this podcast is to really show what it's like living in Alaska from those who actually do live up here. And today I'm very lucky to bring a, a friend of mine, Tracy Shackles, up from up from Fairbanks. She is the managing broker up there with Keller Williams Realty, and she's lived up in Fairbanks for uh, for quite a while. And she brings a whole wealth of experience, and she's going to be talking about Fairbanks and what it's like living up there. So, Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for uh, having me on this uh, podcast. It it so, took took a while, but we made it happen. It did. It did. It's because we had to enjoy that two weeks break of beautiful sun and, uh, you know, no snow in uh, Alaska. Finally, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's like the single two weeks. <laughs> right. Well, I think it'll be better up here. Um, and that's the reason that I choose to live up here. Um, came up from Southern California. So I do like the beautiful, perfect weather. So I came up here during the summer. I came in Memorial and it was like, holy moly, this is perfect. Plus it's 24 hours a day. So it doesn't even get dark. So I thought it was perfect until the first snow fell. <laughs> Man, perfect, perfect segue. Okay. So, right? <laughs> so how, how long have you lived up in Fairbanks? I have lived up here for 28 years as of Memorial Day. Oh, very nice. And what, yeah. what brought you there originally? Like, were you so, just visiting or? 28 years ago, I was five. No. Um, so I um, came up to bartend and $10 an hour back then. It was like, this is awesome. And plus tips. And you got the guys off the slope and they were tipping big. Money was going great. So um, I had a great time, thought it was just going to be a summer gig. And, um, you know, a couple weeks into it, met my husband and there she wrote. <laughs> Got it. Well, I guess that's uh, that's kind of the classic reason that people <laughs> people stay <up> there. <laughs> you get a job, you're like, I'm only going to do it this summer. Meanwhile, in December, I think I was rocking on the floor, going, I need to leave. This is crazy. Who lives up here? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that first winter then. So, I mean, you're up there. It's it's Fairbanks in the summertime. Well, I guess let's go and talk a little bit about the summer. So, um, first time, first summer bartending. Uh, what were oh, con- it- we have the river that runs through the city. It's absolutely gorgeous, green trees. Actually, when I first landed, I was like, what are these trees? They look like jolly green giant toothpicks because I was from California where you have palm trees or big redwoods, you know? So it's like, these trees are really little. So um, that was my first. My second was, um, there was like only two stores and I'm like, I thought I was in a city. So I did not realize that, you know, it was the first time coming to Alaska. I probably could have eased in going to Anchorage, but I'm glad I just jumped in because that's the kind of girl I am. So, um, you know, it was beautiful summer, bartending on the river, meeting tons of people. I mean, this is just, I don't even know. It's like a, I don't even know how to explain it. There's just different cultures, different types of personalities. And then you got the tourists on top of that. I mean, it just was amazing. And if, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be here, you know, this many years later. Right, right. So what are some of these, these different cultures and um, personalities you're talking about? Because in my experience, there's usually a very specific type of person that moves up to Fairbanks. So yeah, you got to be a little crazy to live here. I mean, if you think about it, you, I, I think we have, it's been recorded 99 degree difference um, between summer and winter. So with that, you have extremists, obviously. 
So we can be negative 60 and we can be 99 degrees in the summer. So if you think about that, that's insane. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, but the summer, everybody's out, you're kayaking, you're, um, you've got lakes where, you know, you're jet skiing, you're floating down the river, you're, you know, 24 hour daylights. There, what can't you do? You can mow at two o'clock in the morning. I can show houses at three o'clock in the morning. If it's a vacant home, somebody just got off of work from, you know, the airlines, you can be like, yeah, I can do that. Cause you're kind of up, especially on the weekends. It's like, you don't know when to go to sleep. So it's just a little bit different. Um, and the cultures that you meet up here, uh, we have a heavy K one, um, with, uh, different, uh, countries for, since we have so many tourists that come up here for the different restaurants and tourist, um, areas. So educate me real quick. What's K one. A K-1 visa allows somebody from another country to work over here. Um, and usually it's about anywhere from 90 to 120 days that they can work here, live here. And um, that's when a lot of people like from the hotels use us uh, or use it, the hotels, the restaurants um, and tourist com uh, tour companies. Because we have the riverboat, um, we have some sightseeing, you know, and you can do it during the winter too for the auroras and what have you. Gotcha. Okay, man, that's awesome. So mm -hmm. I guess the other question I would have then, I mean, everyone's heard about daylight 24 seven during the winter time. I mean, here in South Central Alaska. I mean, in the summertime, not the yeah, winter. The winter yeah, just, is 24 hour darkness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that, that pretty much is, is true in Fairbanks and South right. Central, I kind of call it Alaska light. It's not as much, but up in Fairbanks, I think that's more true than false from what I've right. seen. We're, we're almost here to June 21st, which is going to be solstice. And that's a huge celebration. Nobody sleeps. Um, so it'll be the weekend before, uh, but you know, we have the midnight sun run. So it's a 5k that everybody runs through, uh, Fairbanks. And then they kind of shut down this one neighborhood and everybody, uh, gets out and has live bands. They have outhouses that you can go through and just kind of walk the streets. And it's a one big outdoor you know, neighborhood party for everybody in Fairbanks. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like it'd be a pretty tight knit little community up there. It is. Like I said, you know, with the different, um, you know, and people have moved here from all, you know, we're kind of all vagabonds in a way. Um, I have friends from Norway, Sweden, Canada, um, Thailand, uh, you know, Russia. It's just, it's just a melting pot. And that's what I love. Um, some, so I have a friend that um, lives in New York and travels all over the world. And he's like, you guys in Fairbanks have the best Thai food I've ever had, even from Thailand. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of our little niche. We have a, a bar, a church and a Thai restaurant on every corner. <laughs> hey, I mean, as long as you know what your niche is, right. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So the summers are glorious and you can get out. I mean, hunting, fishing, all that good stuff. And then, uh, the, well, the, so it's mostly fishing during the summer. Um, you have a little bit of hunting, but you get hunting is more in the fall. So, and that's where you go caribou, moose, um, and bear, bears summer and uh, fall. Um, so, but yeah, or once, and then, so it's like 24 hour summer. It's great. And then you have August, September, and then it's rainy. Um, that's our fall is August and September. Um, I know it doesn't start on the calendar, but that's a Fairbanks calendar here. Um, <laughs> So it's fall, it gets a little chillier. You get, you start going, oh my gosh, thankful for the dark, darkness. You get to have your bonfires, a little bit more, you know, dress up warm. Uh, like I said, it's the rainy season, of course, because it's hunting season. And then we get into the 
winter. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Tracy and your first winter. What was that adjustment like? Oh, so you know the snow that I was used to was you'd go up to Big Bear to go skiing, and it was artificial snow. And <laughs> you know it's kind of exciting to see snow for your first time, but when you're living in it, and there were things that people didn't tell me, or you know I, I just didn't have friends, or it wasn't known. It's like coming from California, you have a couple of different shoes. You don't get to wear all those shoes. Now I have one pair, you know, my Uggs, um, or my, uh, oh, I can't even think of what they're called. My water boots. Um, anyway, so you have to have rubber bottom shoes. Interesting. Is that for just the like grips the snow? Okay. So it grips the snow. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of the hills, you know, hills, everybody were, was laughing at me and I'm like, they're kind of like pitchforks. After 28 years, I can nail this. I can walk in any kind of shoe in the snow. So it's kind of fun. Um, you know, I what I love about um our community in the winter, it's kind of funny. You can see people with high heels and you can see people with, you know, Sorrells or their um Birkenstock, you know, like it's just a kind of eclectic place. If anything goes, like even the formal gatherings and gowns and what have you, people be coming in with their, you know, their Sorrells with ball gown and then change out their shoes kind of interesting <laughs> yeah i can't imagine there's much of a real heavily enforced dress code anywhere not in, in Fairbanks. Fairbanks, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the snow was definitely a lot higher um how how much how tall would or how much snow do you think you probably got that first year uh the first year we probably got oh i don't even know four feet and let me tell you i did not know about shoveling off your car i did not know about plugging in your car i did not know that you needed light to see to get to your car because it's 24 hour darkness and it's just i don't know I, it's you know they call it the extreme you know the extreme fairings is extreme and it's because it is and it's really tough um, you need to be mentally prepared. And I just don't think I was involved like I should be. So I check when clients move up here or people that I've known, I'm like, okay, get involved in something because if not, the winters are going to be hard. You know, um, it, it is better that now we have Netflix. Well, so <laughs> that's our Netflix and actually chill because it's so cold. Um, but Netflix has uh, been, the streaming devices has been good. It's kind of like, you know, 2020 taught you how to survive a winter in Alaska. <laughs> there you go. That's that's Our the big at least. Yeah, that's that's the big takeaway there. Right. So yeah. So I mean, what are what are some other big adjustments you think you have to make as you're if you're gonna plan on on living an entire winter so if you in could, Fairbanks you know, specifically? Right. When people come and move up here, you know, I explain to them, hey, you know, you need to you need to be involved. One, be involved in the community, the community will help you. Um working you know, people are like, how do you work up there? How do you do that? And I'm like, how do you do it in Texas when you go, or like even Seattle, you know? So when you go to work, sometimes it's a little bit sunny. So it's not, you know, like in Seattle, definitely, you know, Northwest area, when you go to work, it's dark. And when you come home, it's dark, same thing. We just have snow and actually the snow makes it a little brighter, um, in the darkness. So that's kind of a good thing. Uh, and you know, we have our, you know, couple of homeless people in the winter and I tell everybody, don't worry, they'll get, they are, um, it is a tight com community. So the police arrest our five homeless people and then they put them in jail because they went into Fred Myers to do something. And all of a sudden they're, they just get to have like a winter break in 
the facilities and then they get released again. There <laughs> so it's go. really, you know, it's a, a unique situation. I tell people when they come up here, there's something you need to be aware of is that the extremes, you know, make sure you have gloves on until your body adjusts. But we do have a dry cold. I don't know if you guys have that down there, but up here it's a dry cold. So um, when my had family come visit, it was negative 20. And they were like, I can wear jeans and a hoodie. And I'm like, yeah, you put a cap on, you put some gloves on and you're good. So it's just a different experience. And it's something that I think everybody should try once. Yeah. I mean, when there's a lot of humidity and it gets cold, it just chills you to the bone in a whole different way. Right. And we've had people that move up from uh, Minnesota, um, Michigan and Minneapolis, you know, different areas. And they come up here and they're like, this is great. It's not windy. We don't have the um, wind chill factor that, I mean, we do once in a while, but we don't have the, um, you know, coming off of a lake or coming off the ocean or whatever. So it's really nice. I do like the dry cold. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause you guys are pretty far inland, like about as much inland as you can get in Alaska. So I can't imagine right. you. I mean, see a we're whole lot of wind. To, we're like a couple of hours. Well, how many hours are we away from Canada? You know, so I think it's about six to eight hours away from Canada, depending on where you're leaving from. But you know, so we're up, you know, we're up north and we're definitely towards, you know, the Western border. So when you think about it and we do, we have in the summertime, tons of lakes, you can ice fish and what have you and rivers, but those freeze over. So we don't really have water to add to the um, dampness. So it's kind of nice, but with that, we also have a dry heat, which is a little bit different. So when it's, we have no humidity. So one, it's great for your hair. Two, it is, you know, it's not so great for your skin. You got to still have to lotion up during the summertime. But the best part about it is, you know, it's not as, you're not sweating when you're walking. Mm, okay. Well, I can definitely see that. Um, <laughs> so how cold does it get? Like, I mean, I've seen all the, the clickbait videos, negative hundred degrees, all these big, crazy numbers there. Some people are posting up online about how cold it is there. What is the coldest you've ever seen it? in Fairbanks? In Fairbanks, I think I've, the coldest I've seen it is about negative 62. Um, and that is, holy moly, things start breaking. Um, yeah, that's you know, where it, you like step outside and it like takes your breath away. It hurt. It doesn't take your breath away. It hurts your lung. Like you can't breathe. That's when you're putting definitely on a mask over your face. I mean, it's killing your lungs when you're breathing that in. I reckon, you know, and when it gets that cold, we, that's what our lower 48, what I tell people, those are our snow days. Um, so, you know, if it gets to a certain degree, then that's when people stay home, you're breaking things, your cars don't drive your, you know, things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody still tries to forge through, but it doesn't last that long. You know, we can go into a negative 40, 45 snap for about a week or two, but once it gets down into that, you're staying home and you're making sure your pipes are still going, you know, you've got to kind of keep a closer eye on your home. Yeah, because it, it's a whole different level of urgency if if your heater goes out, if you're in Fairbanks during the wintertime, I imagine. Yeah, um, and it's kind of interesting because the borough is now having a problem because we have an um, a air pollution problem with our, you know, with our wood stove. So they're trying to get everybody over to uh, natural gas, which we're just having to truck up from you guys. So it's like Point McKinsey. So it's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, but you know, what a lot of us have started doing is having backup generators, making sure that 
that at least it's hooked up to the boiler to keep the heat running because our electricity goes out a lot too. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And I was actually talking with them. Um, I'm talking with a guy who's coming in from, from Florida to help work with uh, backup generators. And Fairbanks was definitely one of those places that he mentioned, even though it's population-wise, not as many people who live up there. But Karen, you say that, yeah, I could see how just about everybody there would want to have a backup generator. Yeah, you want a backup generator for sure. You want to make sure you always have fuel um, or diesel, you know, for that generator. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting, yeah. I think you should come up and visit one time, especially when it's cold, and take a, a picture of the University of Alaska sign. And so it's outside and everybody puts on their bathing suit. We have a line of cars there when it gets, especially when it hits below negative 40. And you have people in their bathing suits and different things. They just jump out and the car heaters are warm and everybody jumps out, takes a picture in their bathing suit right next to the negative whatever sign and then jump back in and everybody's warming up and they've got the heating blankets and what have you. <laughs> that's awesome does anybody do any um polar bear plunging during the the winter time it's not really popular <laughs> yeah I can't, that's, that's a little bit that's, that's more of like a suicide okay so for those of you not aware polar bear plunge is where i would, you, I would keep that for gerwin <laughs> yeah probably more of a gerwin thing that's that's where you like cut a hole in the ice and then you jump through the lake into the water yeah so, you you usually an not- ocean thing yeah, you may not survive the polar bear plunge if you wanted to do that in the winter here in Alaska or Fairbanks. Um, we do have a lot of ice fishing. So that's, our, you know, sport. And I mean, the other thing is, is we have, um, you know, the university throws water on the rock climbing. So that becomes ice climbing in the winter. Um, you have snow machining, you have winter hiking, you have cross-country skiing. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. There's so much. I mean, if you're summer, winter, you know, summer, spring, winter, or fall, there's an extreme sport for us all. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. Uh So one thing that I see is a lot of people who reach out to me, they're really interested in this whole, you know, off-grid living lifestyle up there in Fairbanks. Um, In your experience, like, is there, like, is there a lot of off-grid, you know, air quote off-grid? I feel like there's a very wide definition of that nowadays, but. Right. um, Depending on what, I mean, if you have some people from the military, they think just having a well and septic is off the grid. So, and that's 90% of our homes up here. You know, our, our town is not that big that has city water and sewer and, we, and natural gas. I mean, we're just starting to get that, right? right. So um, we mostly have home heating oil, which is diesel. And we know the prices of that right now. So uh, um, you have electric and you have usually well and septic or holding tank, which is a big, huge um you know, basically a big gigantic water holding tank for your water. So that a lot of people, when they move up here, they're like, that, this is off the grid living. And I'm like, "Eh, no, not really. That's just regular living. Um, so then, but we do have off the grid living, um, where you go solar and you go, um, but you still need the generators and what have you, you know, so it's great. You can go solar, but when you're in the darkness of 24 hours, it's not like you have anywhere to store that energy. So you still need a generator. So, you know, you can, you can live off the grid and we have recreational properties that are off the grid that are 20 or 365 days a year. It's just, I always tell people, you need to understand what off the grid living in Fairbanks means versus living off the grid. Let's just say in Southern California where, Hey, it's, you know, warm or it's cold, you know, you get a little cold, but nothing like up here in the extremes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that too. And just being so dis cause I'm, I don't think a lot of people realize like off the grid, like literally means, nobody knows where this thing is. 
Correct. It's off the grid. You may not have, you don't get Wi-Fi. You don't have cell service. You, um, yeah, you don't have water. You don't have electricity. I mean, we do sell those properties and, um, you know, a lot of people farm on that land, um, and live out there. They have cabins. I mean, they'll try to get a travel trailer up there, stick that and then throw some solar. But, you know, in the wintertime, you can't live in a trailer. So you've got to start building that house. You know, you're going to have to have some source, some source of heat. So living off the grid is quite different um, than most people think off the grid is. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's kind of the discussion I have to have with people as they're moving up here is just say, hey, um, you say you're looking for this. What exactly are you expecting? And are you ready to like commit to, if you do say you want the extreme off grid, are you really ready to commit to that lifestyle? Because Right. And I think it's a lot easier down there to live off the grid than it is up here because, you know, you don't have the weather fluctuations that we do. You don't have the snow that we do. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just a lot different than um, living off the grid, like I said, in other places or, or what they make um, on TV, make it so glorious and oh, that looks easy. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you can remodel home in three days too. <laughs> we know yeah, how that course. goes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Good deal. All right. So for those of people who are thinking about moving up to Fairbanks, I guess one question I had is when people move up there, do they have a tendency to kind of stay put or is there a high turnover rate over there? So a lot of people that move up here, it kind of depends, you know, I suggest a lot of people one first come visit because when you move here, it's just like a little bit different than what you're, you know, what people think, you know, do your research, do what have you. Um, so we have a, we do have a um, high turnover rate, but it's not because of people not liking Fairbanks. In fact, we have a good stay rate for that. Um, we have military, we have, you know, we have uh, clear space force. We have Isleson air force base. We have Fort Wainwright. And then we have Greeley. So we have four bases that, Fairbanks is called home. So with that being said, we have that turnover of every three to four years when they're getting rotated. So we're always rotating with that. But, um, you know, when they come up here, some are like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to live here forever. And then they get transferred. But what's funny is those guys will come in, buy a regular home on city water and utilities. And then when they leave, they rent it out so that they can save money. So when they retire out of the military, that they can come back and that they can um, sell that home and then buy their home here in Alaska. And the great thing about that, especially with the um, VA, VA benefits, Alaska is considered overseas. So you can have a home here and in the lower 48. So you don't have, if you have enough VA eligibility, you can live here, buy a house. And then when you get transferred, you can keep buying homes at, you know, down there. Interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that the, I thought it was a one and done with a VA, but this is only Alaska. Huh? Only Alaska because we are considered overseas. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Right? So learn something new every day. And yep, that's one of my uh, great things that I tell everybody when they come to meet me. It's like, hey, if you're VA. Um, and then for the most other part, like for other, other people that move up here, you have, you know, your, your, your regulars, you have doctors. I mean, who went when I, you know, if you're extremists, you can, you know, we have great medical care. We have the pipeline here. Um, we have Golden Valley, we have the university, those are our big employers. So yeah, and we have the Ken Ross mine. Um, we have Pogo mine. So we have mining. We have a lot of people are home based here that work up north at the um, at Prudhoe Bay. So Oh, very nice. Okay, so what are some of your favorite restaurants there? 
Oh, I love them all. I do love, I mean, of course, everybody knows about Pagoda. Woo! You know, that famous Chinese restaurant. Um, it is worth me to drive 30 miles for a darn egg roll. And every time I do go home, my family wants me to uh, take a direct flight, which we don't have yet, um, to LA so that they can pick me, you know, like, so I would just carry the food and bring them the Chinese food. But my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants is probably Bobby's. It's a Greek, Greek restaurant. Um, Bobby um, and Reina, they run it. It's a brother and sister team and they are from Greece. So it's amazing. Great food. Rack lamb is off the charts. Um, the pump house is great. Um, the turtle club is amazing. Uh, the Vlada, um, the bells, we do have some really good food and lemongrass, that Thai food that I was telling you about. So we have some amazing, amazing restaurants here. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And what are the schools like up there? Um, we have public, private homeschool. Um, I, you know, we have some great home, uh, great borough ran schools that are charters. So we have Montessori, we have Water Thresh, which is an outdoor um, learning school. So I just, I think that any type, it's kind of like what I tell everybody, if you like to knit on a full moon while drinking wine and doing yoga, goat yoga, we have that. I mean, it's such a uh, eclectic kind of group here. So everybody's into something and you just got to find your people. And once you find your people, you're just going to have an amazing time here. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's the housing market like up there? Oh, it's like everywhere in the world right now. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to start slowing down here. We're start, or It is starting to slow down here now that interest rates are rising. But, you know, we have the typical three bedroom, two bath, two car garage home that's in Fairbanks on city utilities that a lot of people do like because they want to have the familiar, uh, to have, be familiar with what they're used to from when they are coming up here. Um, so we have that, but then we also have something in the woods, you know, you can have shops, you can have garages, um, you can have horses here. Yes. Even with the temperatures, I, like I said, there's nothing that you can't expect. It's just going to be different construction. It's not going to be that brand new, um, latest HD, HGTV design that everybody is used to. You know, we don't have a lot of barn style living and what have you, because it's, you know, you got to remember our construction. Um, it has to get boated or shipped up here. So where does it go? Mostly to the major population of Anchorage. And then we do get it, but it's just, you know, you're going to get more two by fours than we are. And they're going to be a little bit more expensive. So we haven't had a lot of new builds. Um, we have some, but not as much as, you know, down in the lower 48 in Anchorage. But we, we do have, you know, good contractors that are starting to clean up and we're starting to see a lot of remodel and what have you. Yeah, well, that, that would definitely be a welcome welcome thing. Like in Anchorage right now, our big issue is that a lot of the builders just can't build a whole lot just due to the regulations. So luckily so in, guys, Fairbanks, in Fairbanks, we don't, we, if you're in the city, you have that, but we really don't have a, a, a building code, <laughs> which can be a good and bad thing, right? Yeah. Blessing and a curse. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So for those who are thinking about moving to Fairbanks or even just visiting what you know, words of advice would you give to them? I would say do your research when coming up here. It is absolutely beautiful. I mean, you can go on TripAdvisor and see the top things to do. You know, you can go to Riverboat, you can go um, gold panning, go fishing, you know, Valdez is just a drive away. Um, so there, you can, 
I would say, do your research, uh, find a friend, you know, like what's everybody like almost like a two, you know, they say six degree of separation. I can guarantee, you know, somebody that's been to Alaska, Facebook it, ask them what they've seen, what they've done, what they recommend. So you can find your person of like, um, and find the interests that like you, they can always reach out to me if they'd like, and I would love, I mean, I love everything. So anybody can just give me a call. Um, and, uh, I would help them in any way that I can. And that's the greatest thing about Fairbanks is, you know, you can drive down the road and see people just passing people in, you know, other parts of the lower 48 and up here, um, people stop and ask if they need help. And I love that. Man, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So where can people go if they want to uh, contact you or if they have uh, questions and want to reach out to you? Yeah, you can um, call me on myself. I'm 907-322-0228. You can email me at traci at alaska, A-L-A-S-K-A, realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R.com, or look me up at tracyshackle.com, and it's T-R-A-C-I-S-C-H-A-C-H-L-E. Outstanding. Well, Tracy, I really do appreciate it, ma'am. And for those of you who are I'm thinking about making the making the plunge and moving up to Fairbanks. Certainly do feel free to reach out to her. She is your local expert on the ground and she can help you out with that. I am not going to really know anything about Fairbanks. So. <laughs> but come up and visit so I can show you around. Yeah, go go to Tracy. Go to Tracy. Don't <laughs> ask me. Don't ask me. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. And we'll uh, guess we'll see you all next time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.